And welcome to this weekend interview with your host and guide, Anthony Drago. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to tonight's show. Uh, you may be listening to me on tdnradio.net uh, or, or watching on tdntv.net. We like to do tdntv.net because not everybody has Facebook. And some of you are tuning in on Facebook Live on this weekend interview Facebook page. Um, TDN TV Facebook page. We also have a TDN Radio Facebook page. So welcome, welcome everybody. If you are listening to us on Nature Isle through our affiliate station, RVR Jams on DigiPlay Channel 59, welcome to you. Welcome to the listeners who are in the other islands of the Caribbean. Those of you who are in North America, in Europe, I know we have a couple of people who always tune in from Asia. And from wherever you're listening, I hope you're having a great Wednesday. Uh, my regular listeners, I never take you for granted. I always appreciate that you've made the, the time to make this weekend interview part of your weekly schedule. And it's tonight, it's the first time that you're joining us for this weekend interview. Welcome, and I want to make you a regular listener. I haven't said this for the last few episodes, but I am encouraging you to text somebody to share the link. Um, text five people to listen, because I think we have one of the best shows on radio, we are one of the best shows online, and um, you, my audience, are quickly becoming the most educated um, listeners there are. And so, so if you can, if you can take five of your friends, and they can share any information, think of how much easier it will be to 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 get them to see your point of view. So go ahead and and share the link and invite them to come. Tonight is um, the twenty first of July. We're a little bit past. The, the mid part of the year. And at the beginning of the year, remember, I had um, Dr. Simon Matthew on as, as my guest, and we were talking about setting goals. Um, those of you that said that you did not believe in New Year's resolution, we didn't call it a New Year's resolution for that sake, but you, you believed in setting goals. And um, because if you don't plan, if you don't shoot at a goal, what are you aiming at? And so you set your goals. And, and one of the things about achieving your goals is to check on your progress um, and see how you're making progress so you can make whatever adjustments that you, that you require. Then later down in the year, I had the, the um, curator of the podcast, Spondulix, on, Ms. Courtney Drago. She came on and she gave us some very valuable information that could help us to achieve our financial goals. And so now that we're in the mid part of the year, I invited Courtney back so she could uh, come on and help us to, to, to remind us that now that we are the halfway mark is an ideal time to take stock and to gauge your progress and see what adjustments you have to make so you can have a stronger second half of 2021. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. 
um, reviewing your financial goals for the year, your objectives, or it could be for the next five years, but halfway this year is a good time to do that. And um, so we'll be talking to her. She'll be giving us some of pointers, her, her unique concept about making a date with yourself, a financial date. And um, and just, you know, taking stock. Every every successful business, every successful individual should take stock. So let's jump off, um, do the character momentum. When we come back, Courtney's going to reintroduce us to her podcast named Spondulix. And then we're going to launch into this extremely interesting discussion about achieving our financial goals and the importance of periodically gauging your progress. So let's listen to Mikhail as she does the tarot commentary. We'll be right back. From many distant lands Our forefathers came Some seeking adventure Some bound in chains Waged and fought through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building. Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel a heart beat as one Celebrate in song As we rise to heights where we Yeah. 
Welcome back, listeners. Um, as I told you before the break, uh, we we are going to talk about the, the achievement of your of your goals, especially your financial goals, but any kind of goal, and the importance of doing periodic um, checks so you can balance things out, you can readjust, you can adjust it upwards, hopefully, because it's first half was so successful, and you become you learn new skills, you become more confident, and you can set higher goals. Um, my guest tonight is Ms. Courtney Drago. Um, she is the curator, I call her the curator, of her podcast, um, Spondulix. And, and she's with us tonight. I, I, I want to play uh, a very quick clip, um, uh, having Courtney introduce um, the topic that we'll be doing tonight. So let's take a quick listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spondulix, a podcast where I share the tidbits of financial information I am learning along this journey. My name is Courtney Drago, and I am really excited about this. I'm not a financial expert. I'm just a regular person who wants to have ownership of her financial life. If you are also curious about money, or if you enjoy money conversations, come talk money with me. This is Spondulix. All right, so that is what Spondulix is about. And so I want to give a very, not much ado. Um, I asked my guest to bear with me for one quick minute. Um, listeners, I can be, we have a really sort of solemn moment at TDN. One of our, one of our family members, TDN family, that is, um, Noveless. We understood that he, his mother has transitioned to the next dimension. She's passed on from this world. And so our sincerest condolences. Um, God to you, Novelist, and your family. We wish you strength. Um, and, and I know as time, you know, lessens the, the sharp edge of your loss, um, the memories and the love that you shared with your mom will, um, will replace that, that, that pain, not completely, but largely. Uh, and then you will have pleasant memories um, to comfort you of her loss. So our condolences, sincere condolences to you and your family and of course you extend it to the wider TDN family as well because Noveless is central and core to our our programming and our operation at at um at TDN TDN radio TDN media network so condolences to that so listeners uh my as I told you my guest tonight is Miss Courtney Drago um let me bring her up quickly because I, I, I want you to have as much time as possible for this discussion. Uh, so Courtney, uh, welcome back. It's, it's a real pleasure to have you back on this weekend interview. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, of course, as I said, you're the curator of Spondulix. Um, I played your intro, but this is where, and we always pick up new listeners. Um, so this is where I will give you uh, a, a little bit to introduce, reintroduce yourself um, and just talk about your podcast and you and at the same time while you have the mic you can talk about the, what we're discussing tonight the importance of um, of just taking while you move towards your goal just doing periodic assessments and so on um, the importance of doing that 
Okay. So as mentioned, my name is Courtney Drago. Um, I am the host of the Spondulix podcast. And Spondulix just means money. It's a slang term for money. It's like saying dough. And that's exactly what is discussed on the podcast. I tackle money conversations, the ones that are sometimes uncomfortable, or just the conversations that sometimes we don't encounter or the things that we hear about but may not have a complete grasp on. I work through them and explain them. And most of these topics are topics that I'm encountering um, as I go through life and having to research and having to look up and having to discuss with other people. So as I gain that knowledge, I aim to share it with my audience. And so Spondulix is me learning about money and sharing all that I'm learning with my audience. Um, and tonight's episode, or tonight on the show, this weekend interview, we will be discussing the mid-year money date. We are in July, so we're a little past the midpoint of the year, and many of us might have set financial goals for ourselves when 2021 started, um, and the mid-year money date is a way to check in on those goals, to see where have I come from January to July? How far have I come? Um, am I halfway to meeting the goals that I set for myself this year? What do I need to do to adjust? What have I done well? Um, what needs work? And so that is what we'll be discussing. Awesome. So I, I hope you have your notes out, take notes, because Courtney, I will tell you, the last time that you were on this weekend interview with me, um, I got so much feedback. So many of the listeners texted me and said, this was one of your best, if not the best episode that you've had. It's so informative. I learned so much. I listened like that, like that. So you, you, you did have an impact on my audience. And I, I want to say thank you for that. So if we're going to talk about assessing your goals, Let's talk about maybe there are some people who are starting late. Maybe they didn't hear the first episode that I did with um, Dr. Timo Nafiu when we spoke about the importance of setting goals and how it's important goals and how important it is to set goals. Um, is one of the biggest things, um, impacts or, or factors that influence whether you achieve your objectives or not. So, uh, um, what are what are your what's your what's your concept about setting goals? Um, so my, my thinking about setting goals is that I like to reverse engineer my goals. Um, so I think that very often we have a large goal um, and it can seem daunting, um, but I don't think we should be afraid of those large goals. I think what we have to do is take those large goals and break them down smaller and reverse engineer it. So the goal itself is the final step. And it's worth it to think about, well, what steps do I need to take on the front end to get to that final step? What is the step that I need to take at the midpoint to get to that final step? So I like to think about it as reverse engineering. There's a big goal, and then I break it down into parts. What are the little pieces that need to happen in order for this goal to be met? So in thinking about money, if someone wants to save, let's call it $12,000 in a year, then you know that there are 12 months in a year. So reverse engineering would mean that you say, I want to save $12,000 this year. I would need to save $1,000 every month of the year to ultimately meet that goal at the end of the year. And so it's a simple concept of reversing it. So in January, you could save 1,000. In February, you save another 1,000. And if March comes along and it turns out that you haven't saved January, February, then in March, you know that you're trying to make up 
for the $3,000, right? That you should have saved up until that point. So reverse engineering gives you an overall picture of what it is you're doing rather than just having the large goal in mind and feeling overwhelmed by it. You have the smaller steps along the way. Right. So, and also that's, that's, that's so important because we are at the halfway mark. So to go back to the analogy is, is that, um, if you have a goal of 12,000 and we are at the halfway mark, uh, you may not have been able to meet your goal every month. Like every month you save a thousand dollars in January, February, March, up to, up to June. However, if you're in July, then you can take stock and you can say, oh, wow. I've only been able to save 2,500, but I should be, if I were on target, I should be at 6,000 right now. And therefore you can adjust your activities because now you know you have to do a harder push at least for a couple of months to make up, to make up that differential. And, and therefore I imagine that that is the concept of your, of your mid-year date, is that what you call it? I call it a mid-year money date. Mm -hmm. Mid-year money date. So let's explore that a little bit and how, how that is how that is so important to try to to instead of just making it stack numbers on a page and i have to hit that goal i have to hit that goal i have to hit that goal um i think it's ingenious um to call it a date because when people hear date they think of something fun and people and for making something fun usually increases the chances of, of achieving it so talk about the whole concept of that media money date so I'll start by talking about the concept of a money date generally. Um, okay. mm -hmm. The money date in general is just a check-in with your finances. And what we are really trying to work out here is your net worth. Um, your net worth is the value of your liabilities or the value of your assets minus the value of your liabilities. So it's basically a number that tells you um, not how much you are worth, but how much financially, how much you are with, worth financially. And just keeping track of that number gives you an overall picture of your financial health. It tells you whether you have more debt um, than you have assets. It tells you whether you need to be saving a little more rapidly to meet your goals. And so thinking about the money date, this is something that I like to do monthly. And I try to encourage my audience to do every month. And it is where you check in with your net worth um, you check in to see how has your net worth changed from month to month. And so the idea of doing it in the middle of the year means that you're checking in to see from January to now, how am I doing? And if you didn't check it in January, then you're starting now and you're saying, financially, how am I doing? What do my loans look like? Um, what does what what are my assets worth at this moment? Um, but this is also a time to check in with your bank statements. Um, what are my spending habits like? How are my spending habits ultimately affecting my net worth? What can I change? What can I adjust? What am I doing really, really well? And it doesn't need to be this extreme deep process. It's just a matter of sitting down with your numbers and taking stock of it because what you're not tracking, what you're not measuring is not being tracked. So what you're never paying attention to is not being tracked. And so this is just a way to keep your financial health at the front of your awareness. All right, and so for example, we're all aware of this cliche, we're all aware of this cliche that goes, the devil is in the detail. And, and so it's a little difficult to be constantly paying attention to details. That's what I, I'm, I'm giving you my interpretation of what you say. 
and so that you can correct me or adjust it to, for the benefit of the audience. So, so it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself every day to check, did I save 10% of what I made? How much did I make? And so on and so on. Um, how many hours did I work? Did I make $40 an hour? Because I, I estimate that if I made $40 an hour, I hit my target. So having those dates in my mind sets it up to where you don't have to worry about those details so much. You can set bigger goals, bigger objectives that you can pay attention to because you know if it's once a month or once a quarter, I'm going to sit down. And at that sit down, I will be able to look at some of those details to see how I am doing the details and then adjust them. That that sort of is, is, is like what I'm hearing you say. It gives you the if you if you don't check, you don't know what you need to adjust. Am I am I am I understanding that? I think that's right. And it's also the idea that the first time you sit down, you'll make a list of what you're tracking, right? So the right. very first time you do it, you'll be tracking, you'll figure out I need to track my savings account, my checking account, um, my retirement account, I need to add in my mortgage. So the first time you sit down, you're more or less deciding what factors into your net worth. The second time you sit down, you're very much just copying and pasting that list you've already created and adding in the new numbers, right? Whatever has changed from the last time you did it to this time. So every time you do it, it is easier. The first time you are sitting down and you are creating that list. And in episode 12 of the podcast, I give a pretty good idea of like what we should be looking at when we think about net worth. So you don't have to necessarily pull that list from your head or create it from scratch yourself. Um, very much like listen to episode 12, it gives you a good starting point. But once you've created it month to month or quarter by quarter, however often you decide to track those numbers, um, you already have that list created. So you're just updating your numbers. And then once you have done that, you can compare from period to period, month to month, quarter to quarter, um, or at the mid-year point to see how things have changed. And then if you are just starting now, how exciting, because in December, you can look back at July and say, wow, look how far I've come. And so even if you haven't done it for the beginning of the year, there's no time like the present to start because December will come and doing it now will allow you to see that change. Right. And and the the, the idea is that um, I like the way that you structure your, your, your podcast and the way that you approach it because you are talking to the audience about measuring net worth, not just how much you save or how much money you make or how much whatever it is. So, so we have to start to think of the complete picture and you are giving them a way to do it um, that simplifies it. Because most times you, you might talk to somebody about their net worth, their eyes might glaze over because the only time they think about their net worth is when their insurance agent sitting in front of them trying to sell them insurance. Or, or maybe when they're going to apply for a loan or to buy a mortgage. So in your entire lifetime, you may only really be considering what is my net worth maybe three or four times in your lifetime when at those major events. You're buying, you're buying something, um, so you have to submit all your documents, um, maybe for taxes, if, if, or, or most people don't get to really think about their net worth uh, uh, three or four times in their lifetime. And, and so I like the way that you uh, are bringing it to the consciousness because I'm sure that you found that out that most people who achieve their financial goals, most people who are financially successful, 
Um, they, they, they pay attention to that, to that number primarily. What is my network? How much am I worth versus how much do I owe? And, and by taking, by doing that, they, they take everything into account. So I really like the way that you do that. We're coming up on a break, so I want you to take this few minutes to, to tell the audience about the episodes that you've done, where they can find Spondulix, and to really just encourage them to go there and listen to the episodes because there's such a wealth of information there. So, and, and to that point you just made, when we talk about celebrities, we talk about their net worth, right? Right. Beyonce right. is worth however many billion, right? So we, the concept is there in our society and we know that wealthy people are tracking their net worth. And for some reason, we haven't yet conceptualized that even though we're not billionaires and millionaires yet, <laughs> we should also be tracking our net worth. Just think about how you think about your you know, celebrities or people who own businesses. We always think about their net worth. And that is a concept that we should all be applying to our lives. Now, as far as where you can find Spondulix, Spondulix podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on Google, just search Spondulix pod, Anchor. It's available on all of those platforms. You can also find the podcast on spondulixpod.com. Um, it will link each of the episodes. It goes into a bit of detail about the episodes. If you want to read instead of listen, um, some of the episodes are transcribed on the website. So that is also a good place to look. But yes, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking to follow on social media, um, we're on Instagram at Pod, And very often when an episode drops, it's announced on Instagram. Or I might share another tidbit or a visual that helps to very easily conceptualize whatever is being discussed in that particular episode. And as far as some of the episodes that I've done, um, episode 12, for example, is the mid-year money date. So if that's something that you are now curious about doing, you can listen to that episode and I walk through it with you. I walk through my mid-year money date. So that could be a good starting place for you to figure out how you want to do it. Um, in episode 11, I cover CDs or certificates of deposits. I feel like that's something we hear about a lot. Some of us may even own certificates of deposit. I talk about something called a CD ladder. So I had heard of CDs, but I didn't know anything about a CD ladder until I started really doing research and um, researching for this episode. So that's something you might learn from episode 11. Um, in episode 10, I talk about paper trading and paper trading is a way to practice investing. So a lot of people are curious about the stock market, but they are um, a little afraid. It can be risky and people want a way to try it without risking their money. Paper trading is a simple way of trading with paper or virtual money. So there's no risk. You don't have to put in a bank account or anything like that. You get to trade stock virtually so that you can see how the market moves. So that's a really good episode for just practicing trading. Um, another really good one is episode nine, which is about mutual funds. Again, something that we hear a lot about, but do we actually understand what mutual funds are? So I break them down in that episode. That one is called Mutual Funds 101. Um, in episode eight, <laughs> I talk about 529 plans, and that is just a way to save for education. And so that's just a brief recap of some of the episodes. There are 14 episodes available um, on various topics, and I try to keep it very, very simple because 
I am working to understand all of these things and I want my audience to be able to understand it without complicating it. So I do work to just start from the beginning and carry us through to a point that makes us feel like, okay, I have a grasp on this concept. This is something I want to look into for myself, for my children. This is something I want to share with the people around me, um, which is my approach to the podcast. So that was an overview of some of the episodes that are available. All right, that is awesome. So listeners, I encourage you to, to check out Spondulix. Um, Courtney, if they, they can, is there, which platform can they subscribe to so that when you drop a new episode, they will get a notification of it? So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe. Um, you can subscribe on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts or Anchor. And so if you are subscribed, when a new episode drops, you'll be notified. Um, or you can follow on Instagram and I usually drop a post whenever I drop a new episode. So that's a good way as well. Um, and if you're not into following things, just search Spondulix um, every week or so, and there tends to be a new episode. Okay, great. So let's take a quick break with a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation, our financial health conversation with the curator of Spondulix, Ms. Courtney Drago. Presented by... Hi, have you always wanted to learn how to paint but felt that you didn't have the talent to try? Well, pick up that paintbrush and join me, Nicole Georges Bennett, for Art and the Word on TDNTV.net, Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Join me for an exploration through art appreciation and biblical inspiration on Art and the Word, TDNTV.net. Wednesdays at 10.30 with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Let's paint. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K. and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Welcome back, listeners. I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Um, I hope you check out um, Nicole's um, painting show, Art and the Word. She's an excellent um, painter, and, and you can learn a few little tidbits and tricks that you can do with your your, your kids, your nieces, your nephews, and, and that sort of thing. We, we, we're looking to to really um, shake up some of our, our programming at this weekend interview so that 
um, at CDN Radio, CDN Media Network, um, so that you can, um, you know, just really get a lot more um, entertainment and, and information. Uh, the, tonight, we're continuing our financial series education. And um, I, 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 am, I am starting on a new initiative, personal initiative. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn um, about the whole concept of crypto coins and blockchain and, and all of that. And so my plan is as I learn them, and maybe I'll try to share them with you um, as I learn. Share with you is similar to the concept that that Courtney is doing is Fondulix, and who knows, maybe maybe we can convince her um, to explore with me or on her own, and then she can come back because she seems so much more capable of breaking things down um, than I am. Um, if one of the listeners just said, "Thank you, Courtney, for simplifying the concept of investing," there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she. She, she does a good job of breaking down um, complex concepts. So as I, as I journey along the road of learning a little bit more about cryptocurrency and blockchain and Bitcoin and, and all of the other um, aspects of that, that, it's not that, it's that in the sense that we need to shine a light on it so we can learn about it because there's so much opportunity that's available in, in that concept. And that's where money is made, in the areas where everybody is not jumping in and, and muddy in the water, so to speak. And so I am putting it out there that I am, I am starting the journey of learning and I look forward to sharing it with you because that is what we want. Um, we do health programs because we, I, we want our audience to be the healthiest audience. We do financials because we want you to be really comfortable in your finances because that reduces your stress and which contributes to your health. Um, we do political and social because we believe that if we care about each other, it also contributes to our well-being and our health. So we want to do the full, the full package. And so if you join us late, my, my guest tonight is Ms. Courtney Drago. She is the curator. I call her the curator. She calls herself the host, but I, I call her the curator because I, I know that she does a lot of the, the research and she does the production and she does the presentation. Um, so she is the curator of um, this podcast called Fondulix, and this is the second time she's been on the show with us, helping us to really break concepts that may be a little bit frightening because we had maybe less of an understanding about it. Maybe we didn't think about it. Maybe we only thought that if if our mortgage is worth three times what we make in a year, what business we have talking about net worth, you know, so she's breaking it down to us to say that we in that situation, you need to in, you have even more need to keep track and to know what your net worth is than somebody who has excess um, of assets. And so, Courtney, uh, again, it, 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 it's really great. And in the comments that we're getting um, show that the audience is appreciative of, of you taking the time to, to come with us. Um, I want to leave something practical with the audience. Um, what are some of the main things that a person would want to know if they're going to step into the area of trying to figure out and to track what their net worth is? So the big idea of net worth is value of your assets, right? Minus value of your liability. Or your net worth is 
um, what you owe, what you own minus what you owe, right? right. So mm -hmm. keeping that concept in mind, what I own minus what I owe, taking away what I owe from what I own and what, what's left is your net worth. And sometimes that number can be negative. And I want to say this as someone with student loans, um, with a large amount of student loans, Sometimes starting out or sometimes years after starting out, that number can be negative, right? But it's good to know that so you know how you can get to that zero point and then how you can get to positive. Um, so in thinking about your net worth, you want to be thinking about um, on your asset side, any big assets or such as your home, if you own your home, um, if you have a car that is valued at more than what um, you owe on it, right? Um, if you have investment accounts, and that includes your retirement accounts, so 401ks, Roth IRAs, 403Bs, that falls into your asset category, that is what you own. Um, your savings accounts, your checking accounts, so keeping that in mind as assets. And then what you owe, you want to think about debt, you want to think about the loan you may have on that car, the mortgage you may have on that home, student loan debt, um, any monthly debt that you haven't yet subtracted or paid for from your savings or checking account. So if you haven't yet paid rent, you want to you want to um, account for that in there because ultimately that will be subtracted from your assets. So really, you're thinking about it as two categories: assets, what you what you own, and debt what you owe and you want to subtract what you owe from what you own and that gives you your net worth so that is how if you are just trying to broadly conceptualize net worth and if you're just trying to have you know one takeaway from this episode that's what i want you to take what you owe taken away from what you own and that is your net worth right and so you may have one piece of one piece of item one item car and let's say when you took your car, you took a loan for seven years or five years to pay off that car. So that car has both part of it as liability or what you owe, because if you have a balance, let's say of $10,000 on your car, that, that's, that goes into what you owe. And then what you own in that car if you were to try to sell the car, you go on Kelly Blue Book or you go to your dealer and you say, I want to trade my car in. And the dealer says, well, if that car is a 2017. I will give you $15,000 for it. So you own a car that is worth $15,000. That's what you own. And what you owe is $10,000. Eventually, when you do those two columns, that $10,000 gets subtracted from that $15,000. So you have $5,000 that will go towards the calculation of your in a positive way of your network right and that's important to think about with um, mortgages as well i think there is a narrative that says that um a home that you don't own outright is not an asset but that isn't true right with homes there's something called equity and sometimes most times your home is worth more than what you owe on the mortgage and that difference is the equity that you have in the home right and so on your asset side, you would put what your home is worth. And on your debt side, you would put your mortgage, what you continue to owe on that home. And that kind of difference gives you your equity on your home. And that kind of kills the narrative that 
a home just because you haven't finished paying the mortgage isn't an asset. No, part of that, it is an asset. Part of that home is equity. Part of that home is money that if you were to sell it today at what it's worth would go to you. And so that counts as equity. And that can go both into your asset category for what it's worth and your debt category on the mortgage. Right. And to and to continue that concept, people use this, the same scenario that if you don't believe me, try not paying your mortgage and see if the bank wouldn't come and take your home. Um, so that is true, but true in air quotes, because if the bank forecloses on your home, they cannot just give it away for five dollars. They have to attempt to get the market value of the home. And when they sell that home at the market value or the best price that they can get for it, they have to pay themselves off on the mortgage. And any difference, they have to give it to you. So, so you don't lose that, that, that contribution to your network in your home. So I think that what you what that little bit of information that you give people is so important. Um, because you hear a lot of people say, oh, I, I'll just stay renting. Because if I'm renting, um, it's no difference between renting and buying because you have to pay. It's just like paying rent to the bank when you pay your mortgage. So that that concept is not true. The the other area I want to touch on is, um, for, so example, you spoke about student loan. And somebody will say, well, okay, I'm not going to college because to go to college, I'm going to live with $150,000 or $200,000 of student loan. And so, and you, and you can explain that. The correct way, I think, to think about it is that if I don't go to college, maybe I get a job. And this is talking really broadly, okay? If I don't go to college, because of these current skills that I have and, and what the job market is offering, I would make $50,000 a year. If I go to college, I get a degree, I might make $80,000 a year. There's a difference of $50,000. If we just for simplicity statistic, $30,000 multiplied by five years gives you $150,000. So in five years, you would pay off the equivalent. Of course, the interest and so on that makes this calculation a little more complicated than I'm simplifying it. But, but in five years, by, just by, by, by taking the loan of $150,000 to go to college, you put yourself in a position where you could make that $150,000 in five years. And if you have a life expectancy of, say, 60 years, and you have uh, maybe 20 more years of working or 30 more years of working, you get that benefit of that extra $50,000. And therefore, after five years, your, your education is going to be contributing to increasing your net worth, even though at the beginning, it, it has reduced it drastically to where it's negative. Um, I mean, you can, what, do you, what do you think about that way of thinking about um, whether to enter into a, a transaction or not. I think student loans are a complicated transaction, right? Mm -hmm. um, I have the full benefit of my own education. And for that reason, you'll never hear me telling anyone not to pursue education. I do think that on the front end, some planning is necessary, right? Um, right. Mm -hmm. There are quite a few private schools that have amazing need-based aid. So it's like, if we're talking at the college level, 
um, if your parents or whoever provides for you financially, even yourself, makes less than a certain amount of money, there are financial aid packages that take care of your entire educational costs. And those aren't loans, right? We're talking grants, we're talking financial aid apart from loans. So I think in planning for college and education, that front end planning is important. But I, for example, went to law school, I went to grad school. And very often those packages are not available in the same kind of way. And if the difference is between pursuing my dream um, and taking on debt while doing that or not, then for me, it was always going to be pursuing my dream. But I insisted on doing it in a way that I knew that at the end of it, I could I would be able to be employed and you know contribute to paying off my loans. I think sometimes, you know, I love ice cream and it would have been nice to go to college to learn ice cream making, right? Um, but if I had done that for $50,000 worth of debt, I would have wanted to make sure that I could get a job as an ice cream maker, as a someone who creates flavors, right, to pay off that debt. So I do think front end planning is necessary, um, you know, along with the dreaming about plans and education. Exactly. And that that is so well said, because, again, the concept is if you think about net worth and and and, uh, and the, the calculation of net worth and to come back to the concept of a money bit is that you have a bit to to take stock of your financial position and even if you might want to call it financial health and health um denotes a condition it's like a snapshot on the day that you're doing that bit your date is on Friday night, um, July 23rd. It's a snapshot of July 23rd, where you collect all the information you can, and the information you don't have, you do your most accurate estimate of it. So, for example, if you have a home, you may not know the exact value of your home, but you can do a quick search on Zillow or Realtor.com and see what similar homes in your neighborhood are selling for in the last three months. That gives you an idea of how much your house, your home would sell for if you would put on the market. So you use that number as the number for the value of your home. Or if you want to really, really accurate and you plan ahead, you could contact a real estate agent. They will do it for you for free. And they will tell you, if you were to give me a home to put it on the market today, I would be able to put it on the market and expect to get X amount for it. Um, so your, your net worth is really taking a snapshot at the moment of what you owe versus what you earn. And because of that, you can decide, you know, maybe I want to increase my net worth by 10% by the end of the year. And if I were to do that, what are the different assets that I can increase? What are the different liabilities I can decrease? And therefore, if I were to tweak that, tweak that, tweak that, then I can see that I can increase my net worth by 10%. So I, I'm coming back full circle to what we're talking about tonight, which is the money date at the halfway mark of 2021 to make sure that we that we finish strong. Um, so when you did your money date, um, what, I mean, did you do a lot of planning ahead of time? Why you doing it? Did you find out things that you had to follow up on? Um, just just talk about the whole process. I want people to get a comfort level so that tomorrow or tonight they take pen and paper and start um, planning for their, 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 their money. Day. 
So it was really cool because doing the money date mid-year, I got to see what the changes in my net worth were, right? And I got to see that surprisingly, <laughs> most of the change in my net worth um, was in my 401k. Um, most of so the cool thing about it is that I got to see where the change was coming from, right? Okay, so this number changed, you know, by that amount. Where is this coming from? And I could see looking back at January, oh, it was this number versus that number. And of course, my 401k is invested. So that is just saying, you know, in this time, the market performed well and helped to improve my net worth between January and, and June, which is when I did my mid-year money date. Um, something else I do though, when I do my money date is check my credit score, right? Um, and I do it with Credit Karma, which like a super informal check. But very often when you check your credit score, it shows you if there's a ding, right? Like, oh, this, this bill has been sent to collections or, oh, you forgot to do this thing. Or you can see like, there's something odd. There's some odd transaction on my on my bank statement. And so doing it in that monthly money date, you get to see one, how your number has changed. Right. Is my is my credit score increasing? Am I doing things that help to give me a better or just, you know, a healthy credit score? And also, is there anything I should be paying attention to um, that's showing up on my sort of informal credit report? Um, so that was cool. And then I don't know, I just I like to see the numbers. Right. And that excites me. I think it can be daunting when you see large amounts of especially debt. But I think seeing the change in your debt is really cool. Uh, if you have a mortgage, sometimes the difference in your net worth can be just from paying down small amounts on that mortgage, right? Like six months of mortgage payments can be really significant and can have a big impact on your net worth. And just being able to see those numbers in front of you is really cool. At least I find them really cool. I think the numbers are really exciting. Um, and I think that if people gave it a chance, they would also find the numbers really exciting. I think so too. I think a lot of times people are a little bit frightened and we're always frightened of what we don't understand. Um, people here, they have a 401k and sometimes they get the, state, the quarterly statement from from whichever company is, is is administering it and they kind of look at it, glance it and they put it away so they can give it to whoever is doing the tax at the, at the, end, of, at the end of the year. But this is what I like about Spondulic. You, you are telling folks, listen, I, we need to keep track of those things and we need to be aware of it so that we can know and, and, and we can do it in such a way that we're not stressing over it on a daily basis by checking, by setting reg, regular dates. And by regular, I don't mean weekly, it might be every quarter, it might be every month, depending on the nature of what you have. It might be at the middle of the year, like we do now, and then at the, at the end of the year. Um, by knowing that, I have a money date coming up in two months or three months. Gives you the peace of mind that I know I checked it three months ago and I'm going to check it next month. So I don't have to worry too much about it. I can just focus on the bigger stuff because I'm going to put aside six hours on Saturday to, to really organize it like that. And, and so that is what I we want. That's why I want to encourage people to do. To the same way, and if you haven't done it as yet, you need to go do that. The same way you can, you need to go to your doctor and do some basic blood works, check your heart, check your lungs, um, 
you know, whatever test that you that you need to do, check your blood sugar. The same way that we need to do that, we we don't want to go to the doctor every week and keep, and then give us a high blood pressure because you're worrying too much. But at the same time, we don't want to go five years and haven't gone to the doctor. And that becomes even more important when you get into marriage, um, where historically and statistically we're more prone to for things to show up. Um, you need so the same way you 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 go to a doctor to check and and in the health thing which we're starting to tell folks to take more personal responsibility for their own health check yourself check what you're eating and so on buy a little blood pressure machine so you can check your blood pressure once a month the same way we're encouraging you to check your financial position check your your net worth more than when you sit with your tax man at the end of the year more than when you have to go to health insurance or life insurance and so on. So yeah, as we as we approach the, the end of the hour, um, let's just let's just talk about that whole concept of the, of how important, not just only how important, but how much of a difference it makes just by checking um, those kind of numbers and knowing where you are financially. So I think the health analogy is such a good one. Um, you know, you go to the doctor periodically and, you know, the doctor will tell you that your joints are healthy. So you know that you can continue to run your mile or the doctor might say that you are pre-diabetic. Right. And so now you know that you need to watch your glucose levels. And I think it's a similar thing for the financial date. Right. You look at your numbers and you see, wow, I'm doing really well. Like I have I have excess in this area. Maybe I can open an investment account. Maybe I can put more towards my savings each month because I'm doing this really well. Or you see, hmm, you know, I, I'm, it looks like I'm overspending. And you say, okay, I can cut back on eating out, right? Um, I can cut back on going out. Uh, I, maybe I need to push the trip that I have planned for next month. Maybe I need to give it two months so that I can give myself a little cushion. So more than just what the check itself does, it helps to guide your behavior in between those checks. And I think that is super important. Um, and then, you know, I had another thought, but I forgot it. But um, I think it's that it tells you, are you, can you run, right? Can I run with my money? Um, do I need to jog? Do I need to pause and take a second look? Do I need to be watching more closely? So yes, the concept itself, like when you're sitting in the money date, yes, you see the numbers and that's really important. But more than that, it informs your day-to-day -day moves because you have in your mind where you stand, what you're working on and what you're working toward. And so that's a second reason why those check-ins are super important. Yeah, and, and Freddie, Freddie says, great info. I'm a numbers person also. Great way to stay on track. Um, and, and that's exactly what it is. If, you, if we're going to drive from New York to Texas, we don't just say, well, Texas is southwest of New York. We point the car southwest and we just go. No, we would know what states we, go, we expect to come through and to know that we are indeed heading to Texas. We also would need to get gas. And every so often, we probably need to stop and check our tires and check the oil level and check water and make sure that when we are in, in the middle of two states or two towns, that we don't suddenly get a surprise of, of, a, of a breakdown. And, and so that is why, I, I, and so similarly, um, the concept of the money date encourages people to just, to just check. 
And and the last concept I want I, I would say is in life, even if it's so important to check to set goals and to set objectives and to work towards them, we have to enjoy the journey. And so that is what a date is. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's not a date where we get date raped <laughs> to, to some morbid or, or or that we end up being stuck with somebody for an hour that we just don't want to be around that person. Hopefully a date is a fun event where you interact with another human being in a, in a, in a good way. So think about a money date in that way where you set aside time to spend time looking at your finances and you enjoy it um, because you, you 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 feel in charge, you feel in control. Uh, so last, you know, it's one minute too. Um, so I, I want you to just um, close close the discussion with, with that whole overall concept of, of the money date. Yeah, so I think in closing, I'll say that your money date is your money date, right? So. You know, I have things I like to track. Like I said, I like to include my credit score. Um, but you need to make it your own, right? Make it so that this is a date that you enjoy. I think the question is not whether or not you should check in with your money. I think absolutely you should check in with your money. You get to make it your own. Um, you get to decide, you know, do you use an Excel file? Do you use a Google Doc? Is there an app you would prefer to use to do this? Um, how often do you want to track your net worth? So it's not a question of if you should, everyone should. You can decide how often you will and how you will do it. Do you sit down, um, I don't know, over a meal and do it? You know, how often do you do it? How do you do it? Make it your own, make it fun. But by all means, please do your money date. Please track your net worth. You will you will like it. And I challenge each of you to just try it. Try it for two months or two quarters and see if it sticks. See if this is something you enjoy. Give it a, give it a try. It's completely free. <laughs> so just attempt it and see if this is something that sticks and something that you want to continue through your life. So five years from now, you can be like Beyonce and say, my net worth is, and you can drop the number. So last, of course, before we leave, I'm going to get you to tell the audience where they can tune in to spawn the next one more time. But um, in terms of in terms of doing the net worth calculation, do you have a template on 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 spawn or you have links to where people can find some resources that can give them some guidance? Um, so talk about that. And if you don't, maybe you can promise them that you'll pull it up. Um, but encourage folks to go check out your website and, and to listen to your podcast. Yeah, so on spondulixpod.com, I do, you know, there is a transcript of the episode. So if it's easier for you to, if you're more visual, um, you can see it there. Uh, you can see the, you know, um, assets minus liability calculation equal net worth. Um, so spondulixpod.com, if you are more of a visual learner than, than an auditory learner. And if you would rather listen to it, it is episode 12 of the Spondulix podcast. And that is S P O N. D-U-L-I-X, and you can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google, um, or basically wherever podcasts are found. And if you are looking to follow on social media, looking to, for a more graphic representation or a more like infographical representation of the podcast, you can follow along on Instagram at spondulixpod. Um, I, I drop, you know, financial tidbits and I 
say here i say on the instagram when um an episode drops and of course if you're following on any of the platforms you will see when an episode drops as well again there are 14 episodes on various topics so you can pick one out that you know piques your interest or something you're curious about i talk about investing i talk about various savings accounts um I plan to talk about student loans because that one is near and dear to my heart. So look out for that in the future. But again, that's spondulixpod.com or spondulix wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah. Right. So, so Courtney, I want to tell you thank you so much again for spending the time. Um, you know, we we always appreciate when you come, and and my audience loves you. Uh, I'm getting a lot of good vibes, great program, great guests. Um, yeah, my my guests, my, my, my audience loves you. So of course we are going to have you back um, because I think it's just so important to bring the discussion to the front of mind of, 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 our, of our folks um, because that's what we work for. We work to make money. When we make that money, we want to make sure that we keep as much of it for ourselves. And when we keep it, we want to make sure that we make the best use of it. Um, and so, listeners, I hope that you really enjoyed the program tonight. Um, my guest was the curator of the Spondulix um, podcast, Ms. Courtney Drago. And of course, you, you can um, share the, the recording the, uh, of this um, episode. It will, it, it will be on this weekend interview on TVN Radio Facebook page. So share it. Um, if you know somebody who needs to hear the information we shared tonight, encourage them, and they don't have Facebook. Encourage them to go to this um, tdntv.net, tdntv.net, they will see it there. And of course, check out um, the Spondulix podcast. Spondulix is just another word for money, and we need to get comfortable with money so that we can make a difference um, in our lives and the lives of the people that we love. So, Cotton, thank you so much. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. Have a great weekend. And next week, I, I plan to have my brother um, Zed Lloyd on. We just go, we're just going to talk. He's always posting some philosophical stuff on there, psychological stuff, political, religion. He's from his own perspective. And so my brother Zed and I plan to just have a rap session next week. I know you will find it interesting. Um, uh, so I encourage you to tune in. And I will see you again next week. In the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy. And make that date. Make that date with your money. Have a financial date. Good evening, listeners. Thanks for having me.